With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Networks. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. Good afternoon, everyone. And welcome to today's broadcast of Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda. I'm your host, Linda Stevens-Jones, and I'm delighted that you tuned in today. Happy May to everyone out there, and I hope you are enjoying a beautiful spring inside and out. Today, if you're looking for some encouragement and thought-provoking conversation to help you move your life forward, you're in the right place. If you're listening for the first time, welcome, and thanks for tuning in. This show is broadcast twice a month on the first and third Tuesdays at 12 noon Eastern. And I'm happy to have you for every broadcast in this community of encouragement and uplift. We all need encouragement and uplift sometimes. Here you will be accepted right where you are with support and without any judgment. If you're listening to this broadcast as a replay, sometime after 12 noon on May 2nd. Greetings to you, and thanks for making time to tune in to the replay of the broadcast. Last night, I had a unique opportunity that I simply must acknowledge on the air today. I was one of a few hundred guests at the Mark and Brenda Moore Family Foundation's reception and concert held at the National Museum of African American History and Culture. The event launched Mark's new book, A Stroke of Faith. It was an amazing evening of praise music by the Antioch Gospel Choir and a truly memorable fellowship. I'd encourage all of you to pick up a copy of Mark's book, A Stroke of Faith. It's actually him sharing his phenomenal journey through and recovery from a major stroke. Thank you, Mark and Brenda, for your generosity and just uh, an amazing, memorable night. I also want to send a big shout-out of thanks to my last guest, Reverend Mike Coppage, Associate Pastor of Missions and Outreach at the Antioch Baptist Church. His take on overcoming obstacles is definitely worth a listen on replay if you missed it. Or you can also download the Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda, episode number 35, that's episode number 35, on iTunes. 
just go to podcast and you can download it for free. And now for today's topic, finding contentment. Let's first get at the notion of what contentment even means. I did a quickie survey with my friends, and I got lots of great responses when I asked them how they define contentment. I want to share a few of them with you. Ritza said, walking in peace with yourself, trusting and having faith in God. Clarinese said, it's being comfortable with who I am and whose I am, knowing that with him, all things are possible. Marve said, fully trusting that God loves me and wants what's best for me. I love that. Joe said, contentment is peace with God and your surroundings, your relationships and environment. Lisa said, contentment is knowing that I am loved unconditionally by God and there's nothing I can do to make him stop. (laughs) Destiny shared, contentment is making sure the bills are paid and the kids are taken care of. Not feeling guilty when I do something for myself. Living simply and trusting God's grace and provisions for my life. Another friend, Cheryl, shared, contentment is walking away from her job and returning home to care for her 95-year-old mom who has dementia. And lastly, Grace said, contentment is simplicity, reducing her needs, living a simple life, eating less, picking one skill, and becoming a master in your career. So what is contentment for you? Is it acquiring something that you don't have? doing something you haven't done, making a certain decision, or is it a state of being? Would you be content only if you are debt-free or if you have a close relationship with the Lord? Is contentment reaching your ideal weight? In whatever way you define it, are you living in contentment today or are you searching for contentment? If you're searching, where are you searching? Do you sense will give you the contentment you desire? As a coach, you know I've got a few ideas to share. (laughs) When I meditated on this topic of finding contentment, I defined it this way. Contentment is a mindset when you accept that there is a sovereign God in control and you release your struggle or angst about whether things change or not. That's what came to me as a definition of contentment. So with that said, I have four steps that I want to share to finding contentment that I really believe can be helpful. Recognize your general struggle or angst in life. Let's get real here. What usually makes you discontent? What bothers you so that you are not in contentment? 
Is it comparing what others have to what you have? Do you tend to rehash things that have happened in the past or kind of live in regret that things, certain things did happen or certain things did not happen? Do you worry about what could go wrong in life? See what I mean about your struggle or your angst? First, you've got to identify it. Step two is choose to release or let go of the struggle in your mind and spirit. Choose to let it go. How, you may ask. (laughs) That's step three. Decide what contentment looks like and begin practicing being content. My how example might be when you start reliving regrets or making comparisons to others or feeling old fears or wishing your life were different, what if you right then decided to count your blessings instead? What would that feel like if just when you start to work yourself up with whatever your angst is, you change and decide to count your blessings? Hey, you can choose to shift your focus away from what you don't have to what is working, to what you are blessed with. And I know that takes some practice, But try it. And final step is most essential to finding contentment. And that is be prayerful. Be prayerful. You can take your cares and struggles to the Lord. Ask him to release you from those struggles and angst in your life. Did you know you can begin each day by asking him to keep you in a spirit of contentment no matter what the day brings. I'll leave you with a quote that I love, and this to me is kind of a paradigm shift toward finding contentment. Contentment doesn't mean that you desire nothing or do not want change in your life but rather it's a simple decision to be happy with what you have. I'm going to just repeat that quote. Contentment doesn't mean you desire nothing or you want no changes in your life, but rather it's a simple decision to be happy with what you have. It's it's right back to what I said earlier. It's what you choose to focus on your blessings or your struggles. I'm going to stop right there, but of course I want to hear your thoughts about finding contentment when we take calls a little later in the show. Right now, it's time to introduce my special guest who will weigh in on this topic. Ladies and gentlemen, it is an honor to have as my guest today, Mr. Dale Fletcher. After graduating from the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, Dale enjoyed serving in the Army for 20 years as an officer. As part of his Army career, 
Dale served as an initial course director of the Master Fitness Trainer Course. During his four-year assignment at the Army Fitness School, while at the fitness school, he received a Master's of Science in Physical Education with an adult emphasis from Indiana University. He was also blessed to receive training at the Cooper Fitness Institute in Dallas, Texas, and he achieved his fitness instructor certification from the American College of Sports Medicine. Dale's last military assignment was to the Army Physical Fitness Research Institute at the U.S. Army War College, where he served as the senior fitness instructor and executive officer. His fitness-related assignments and graduate degree prepared him to retire from the Army in 1993 and enter the corporate wellness arena. He then spent eight years as a health educator and wellness coordinator at Pinnacle Healthcare System in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, where he delivered wellness programs to local corporations, the public, and 5,000 employees. Among other duties, Dale developed and administered a very successful multidisciplinary weight management program that involved a dietitian, psychotherapist, and exercise specialist. In 2001, Dale was selected to help launch a world-class, state-of-the-art hospital-based fitness center in Doylestown Hospital in Warrington, Pennsylvania, as their initial fitness director. The 34,000-square-foot center included a swimming pool, physical therapy, and cardiac rehab facilities. Dale relocated to Charlotte, North Carolina in 2002 to assume responsibilities as the health and wellness director for the 15,000-member Harris YMCA, a position he held for three years. In late 2005, he founded his own ministry, Faith and Health Connection, to teach and inspire people to apply biblical truths to live healthier and more abundant lives. The ministry's website has over 540 pages of content-rich material, content-rich material, and serves over 70,000 visitors a month. The ministry also trains and equips faith and health ambassadors to lead the Pathway to Wholeness Bible Study at local churches. Dale uses Twitter, Google+, and Facebook to provide daily inspirational messages and teachings to those he is connected with. He blogs on the health blog for the Christian Post and is a professional member of the Christian Coaches Network. Dale is also the vice president of the Christian Coach Institute, educate, equip, and encourage Christian coaches around the world. A follower of Jesus Christ, Dale has worshipped in many church settings over the years. He is a born-again, non-denominational, evangelical Christian. Dale currently resides south of Charlotte with his wife, Janice, He is a proud dad of four young adults and has a love of the outdoors and enjoys running and working out to stay in shape and manage his stress. Dale, welcome to the Making Inspired Choices radio show. 
It's such a pleasure hey. to have you as my guest. Hey, Linda, good afternoon. It's a, it's a joy for me to, to be included on your show today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. As you know, the show was created to reach out to listeners who may be going through a challenge or who may not feel accepted or understood where they are. We are here to offer hope and encouragement, and I know that your sharing today will definitely impact our audience in a positive way. So let's jump right in. Tell us a little about where you grew up and what your growing up was like. <clears throat> well, Linda, I grew up in a uh, in a military family as one of five children to a uh, a dad who served 30 years in the army and and my mom. So we moved around every two or three years. I lived in the mm-hmm. states of Georgia and Kansas and Washington State and Virginia and Idaho. Um, and uh, I think I forgot to put Alaska on there. Um, after <laughs> graduating from college, <clears throat> as your introduction indicated, I spent 20 years in active duty service as an Army officer. So, again, um, moved around every three to four years in various assignments. Um, one of my most unique assignments was my very first assignment in West Germany in 1974. Our unit's responsibility was to guard the East German border there on West Germany um, should the East Germans come across and invade, um, you know, West Germany. So that was a really, you know, a real-time kind of mission there, and that was a, a very gratifying work. And so I attended mm-hmm. Army chaplains as a kid and as an Army officer, and I had mainly exposure to Protestant uh, services and denominations. Um, in a nutshell, that's kind of what my life was as a as a young child in, the, in my early adulthood. Okay, okay. I I like to ask guests, uh, what is something not in your bio that you like for us to know about you? Mm-hmm. Well, a fun story I like to tell, <clears throat> kind of humorous. Uh, we relocated, my dad relocated from Alaska uh, at the end of my seventh grade into Atlanta, Georgia, where we spent three years in Atlanta. So, you know, as often, if you can think back, you and I are kind of the close age at, at that time, and maybe they still do today. The first day of school, the teacher says, well, what did you do during the summer? And And so... <laughs> Being new to that school and to those kids, I said, well, um, this summer I uh, rode with my dad and my family from Alaska to Atlanta because he was in the Army and we relocated. And and they all looked at me and and said, what was life like in Alaska? And so I was kind of a mischievous young young boy. I still have a little bit of that in me. And and I said, (laughs) well, in Alaska we, we lived in an igloo. And they said, no, you really did? And I said, yeah. And I said, we went to school in a really big igloo, you know, that uh, just kind of like this classroom here, but it was uh, uh, an ice igloo, and we just had extension cords from the generators that lit up the igloo and everything else. And and they really really got a kick out of that, and I got a kick out of telling that story. So that's what I would share with you. Of course, I didn't – I'm not telling you that I actually lived in an igloo and went to school in an igloo, but but that's something not in my bio that I shared with 
with my fellow eighth graders at the time. I know you were the cat's meow then with with the people wanting to hear more about how you stayed warm in the igloo in class. Exactly. Dale, <laughs> um, tell us a few of your core values that guide your life today. Oh, well, right off the bat, I can I can name a few. Um, my faith, my relationship with God. <clears throat> I desire that my faith and, and, and the Christian faith specifically and biblical truths just guide how I live and the choices that I make. So I'd rank that number one value in my life. <clears throat> Another value that I hold really deep and um, strongly is a family. So... Um, I, as you know, I'm married to my wife, uh, Janice, and between the mm-hmm. two of us, we have four young adults, and um, each of those have a significant person in their life, and, and so family and the family unit um, is very important to me. I, both, of, both Janice and I try to stay connected to our siblings um, and to kind of do what we can to foster, you know, family and family cohesion, so... That's another value that's important. Um, Maybe two more I'd share with you. I think over the years I've appreciated the importance of truth and knowing truth and living by truth, Linda. Um, Mm. It's funny, I could share a story. Um, My oldest son, Drew, uh, came to faith uh, probably in his early 30s, late 20s. I don't exactly remember the year, but... He had lived with uh-huh. me for a year before um, he uh, really accepted Jesus and his Savior and then moved out of the house and and um, went to school. And after about six months away, he called me one day and he said, Dad, I have a question for you. I said, what's that, Drew? He said, what is the single most single belief that most impacts how you live your life? And I thought, wow, that's a pretty profound question. I'd never thought of that yes. before. And and at that time, I didn't have a single belief that I felt most impact how I live my life. I said, Drew, I think you're probably asking that question for a reason. Do you have one? <laughs> and so this 30-year-old, you know, says to me, Dad, I, I'm choosing to believe that the Bible is truth. And because I believe that the Bible is truth, it helps me understand what truth is in all areas of the rest of my life. And I thought, well, how profound. And so Yeah, he went deep. Yeah, he did. And and without much hesitation, I've embraced that um belief as the single belief that most impacts how my life uh, looks like. At least I I try to make it look like and live by God's truth uh, Mm. that we find in his word. And so, yeah, the other, the last one maybe I would share with you that comes right off the top of my head is the value of um, my health and well-being, you know, spirit, mind, body, wellness, um, I believe our our own personal health and well-being is a resource that enables us to live life um, in a way that glorifies God. And so we can't underestimate, and I try not to underestimate, the significance of caring for my health uh, the best that I can. 
Um, so those are four values that I'd share with you. That uh, tells us so much about you and how you live. I, I've learned that when I hear, I guess, core values, we we just really understand your core. So thank you for for sharing those. Um, with the work life that you have now and looking back over your military career, um, you know, and these these profound values, tell us um, one of your most impactful memories, just something that comes to mind that's kind of affected the course of your life. Hmm. You know, you provided me with a set of questions beforehand, and this is one that I... <laughs> I, I kind of struggled with. I know I have a lot of memories, and and it was hard for me to really appreciate, you know, that the key word there to me is impactful memories. And, um, mm-hmm. boy, I don't know that if I have one that really hits the nail on the head that meets that description. So um, a memory I will share is, you know, a part of the bio indicated that I had a, a wonderful opportunity to be the initial course director of the Master Fitness Trainer course in in the Army Fitness School. That was back Mm -hmm. in the mid-'80s. That that role and the responsibility there and the opportunity I had to uh, pull together a curriculum and some talented instructors um, and develop a four-week program to lead um, and teach Army uh, fitness trainers how to conduct fitness programming um, that was more scientific than it had been done over the years. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that that opportunity that's a that's a memory that I hold uh, deep in and and value because it it made a difference in a lot of people's lives. I'm told that over ten thousand over the years, over ten thousand master fitness trainers um, had been trained, and I'm sure the that since 1984 the curriculum has been modified and tweaked and matured mm-hmm. but but to know that that I helped head up a team that made that contribution um was uh, was an important memory for you and and the kind of a two part the second thing that made that really um memorable for me was the team of people that we had we had we worked hard and we played hard they were talented individuals and and spouses and family members that um that made up that team so it was just a kind of um exciting time um and a uh, an important time uh, three years of of 20 of the army career years that i spent that that made a difference and and that's what mm-hmm. we're called to do right make a difference for god and for people who who live and and i think that that we were able to do that uh with that memory I've shared with you. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, even if the curriculum has changed, I'm sure there's something of the framework that you began that uh, still pulses through all of those people who've been trained since. So that's mm-hmm. that's quite a wide ripple effect. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, tell us something about Faith and Health Connection, and uh, I will share with the audience um, here, I know Dale Fletcher through the Christian Coach Institute, 
where I trained to be uh, a certified Christian life coach. So, Gail, just tell us some about your your dual hats today. Well, um, as indicated in your introduction, in 2005, I left the YMCA that I was working at. I just felt God calling me to uh, – actually, you don't know this story, Linda. Um, mm-hmm. While I was at the YMCA, <clears throat> I got exposed to health coaching and this uh, concept oh. of, of, of a coach, um, how we could empower people to make decisions and choices and uh, help them discover their own solutions to um, specifically kind of um, their health uh, and maybe their health shortcomings. And so my uh, vision was, wow, this is a YMCA. It's a Christian organization. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to figure out a way that I could incorporate and, and maybe train up a cadre of kind of mature individuals and and call them maybe spirit, mind, body health coaches. Mm. So I, I was able to be trained in, in a curriculum actually out of Canada, um, uh, health promotion and kind of a lifestyle coach, if you will, with a mm-hmm. with a kind of a wellness focus and and my thought was that we could we could kind of tweak that and and develop a process where we could do that at the YMCA setting and that never was able to get off the ground and um mm-hmm. and I felt God you know inspire me and calling me to go deeper in this arena so I felt I could do that more effectively through uh, making my own kind of decisions and creating such a mechanism for that. So that was kind of the background of establishing the faith and health connection ministry. Um, And I've been at that for 10 years now, yeah. Um, In that ministry, I just feel I think the mission statement is basically teaching biblical truths for health and and wholeness. my perspective on wholeness, Linda, is that we're not going to be completely whole until we get to heaven someday. You know, we mm-hmm. have a frail body. Um, uh, the writer Paul, you know, talks about having mortal bodies that are kind of uh, groaning and kind of wasting away. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we have these bodies. We have a soul and personality that I think will always be imperfect this side of heaven we have a spirit that you know is impacted by for Christians the Holy Spirit that lives within us, um, and we can go a pretty long way of becoming more like Jesus on this side of heaven. But we're not going to be perfectly well or whole until we get to heaven with a uh, with a new body and a completely um, uh, well spirit and soul, if you will. But but on this side of heaven, we can we can kind of have a goal is to attain the, the greatest degree of wholeness that we can. And that's the mission of the Faith mm-hmm. and Health Connection Ministry, uh, teaching biblical wow. truths on how to do that. Yeah. That, so that sounds, sounds amazing in terms of the potential reach. Well, it's an unlimited reach, really, because we're all broken mm-hmm. and we all probably have in in some manner or fashion a desire to be a little bit more whole in in each of those areas in Mm -hmm. our life. So so I began to uh, create a a program called Healthy Choices. 
um, at the church that I was attending about eight years ago, and and that eventually morphed in from a two to a four to a now uh, published um, eight-week Bible study or ten-week Bible study called Pathway to Wholeness, and that is available for individuals to um, to be schooled in and trained in through the Faith and Health Ambassador. Uh, course. Um, I've trained close to 100 faith and health ambassadors over these last six years. In fact, we're going to start another program two days from now on Thursday night. We have 11 people throughout the United States uh, that are going to attend this kind of a virtual training and equipping to become faith and health ambassadors. So that's a key part of the ministry. And the other key part of that, Linda, is um, the content on the website through the blog post that God's inspired me to write and the and mm-hmm. the static pages, you know, um, some months there are over 85,000 people that land on the website. So I know that that God hopefully is using this ministry and the truths associated with, with it that are there documented on the website to, to help people with aspects of their well-being. And... Do people come, uh, Dale, with, um, are they drawn to it, do you think, because it's biblically based? Are they drawn to it um, searching for just another perspective about uh, increasing their wellness? What what do you sense draws people to it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Hands down, the, the top landing pages that people are searching the Internet for are scriptures on health and well-being, scriptures on encouragement, scriptures on healing, scriptures mm. on wholeness. Um, so um, whether they're Christians or not, they are looking for mm-hmm. verses. The greatest majority, I would say probably 30% of the traffic, um, lands on those pages that that have a list of scriptures associated with those related topics. So that's how we would answer your question. Mm, I see. That's that's very interesting to know um, that that searching is going on, uh, yeah. looking for the deeper, more profound truths of the unchanging um, word of God for those kind of topics. Um, and, and say a word, if you will, because, you know, it's one of my uh, change the trajectory of my uh, chapter after retirement. Say a word about uh, your work with the Christian Coach Institute also. <laughs> yeah, that's the other hat that I wear. Um, as you mentioned, Janice, my wife, founded that program and is the president of Christian Coach Institute where they've trained about uh, over 500 uh, professional coaches now using a Christian faith-based model. Uh, my role in that organization is primarily uh, a support and operational role. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been given, I think, the gift of teaching, and so I teach people these biblical truths in the in the faith and health connection ministry. But the other gift mm-hmm. that God's given me is one of administration and organization and information management. So. I do a lot of the behind-the-scenes work with managing our um, customer relations database and um, Mm -hmm. the delivery of the marketing materials through emails and the website and um, 
the automation that occurs there. That's how I primarily support um, uh, Janice and, and her staff and, and the participants of her program. Okay, wonderful. Well, your behind-the-scenes uh, work with the Christian Coach Institute certainly makes it hum because everything comes together so beautifully um, through through CCI. So let me just let me just say thank you for how you um, manage all of those behind-the-scenes details so that it's seamless for. Um, those of us who who go through that program. So thank you. You're welcome. Well, Janice's <laughs> gifting is relationship building, and she has a gifting yes. of teaching and training too. So she's the expert in terms of uh, the competencies of of professional coaching and and building mm-hmm. the community. So yeah, hopefully the work that I do frees her up to to. Um, be more engaged in the areas that she's gifted in so that she doesn't have to worry about the stuff that I do. Absolutely. That that is very evident. Um, Dale, uh, I'd love to hear, I can't believe we're already, you know, in May of 2017, so second quarter is already in the middle. What are you um, most heavily focused on as you look to the rest of this year? Well, there are three things that I that I have as a focus. One was, you know, to be even more effective with the with the um the administration and the organization of how we do things at Christian Coach Institute. Again, I think the the more effective that I can be, the more effective systems and processes um, and managing the information that we manage, the better job I do that, uh, the easier it makes Janice's job and the staff, her administrative assistants, her her Mm -hmm. director of training. It just makes that job easier for them, and and they can reach more people and train others more effectively. So that's, uh, in general, one focus area that I have. Um, mm-hmm. I feel that God is calling me to maybe on a monthly basis or on a quarterly basis conduct uh, kind of topical workshops on this oh. overall subject of, of 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 faith and health. And so uh, I think that uh, by the end of this year, I would like to begin to, on a regular basis, um, put out um, not my standard workshop that I do, but just different topics that are related uh, to to this area, as an example, the the significance of forgiveness um, and how um, bitterness and unforgiveness can impact a person's well-being. That's just as an example, and and, and a variety yes. of workshops that that can go deeper into some individual topics like that. Well, so that's the well, second goal. That example is big. <laughs> forgiveness is yeah, a big one. it is for sure. And then the third goal I have is more of a personal goal. Is and I guess it's related to how I do the Faith and Health Connection Ministry. But um, I was sharing with a couple of coaches last night on a coaching lab that we had um, about a month and a half ago. I felt God in my quiet time and some devotionals that I read that He's calling me to be more intentional about serving the least and the lost, um, the people who maybe have had fractured lives. Um, mm-hmm. the poor, 
maybe the extremely unhealthy, not only physically but spiritually unhealthy, just dig deeper and to make myself more Mm. available and more intentional about serving people who would fall into that category. That is a goal that I have for this year. That is so beautiful. Um, that that touches my heart, and I'm sure others listening, um, one, about being intentional about it and then reaching out to people who may be forgotten otherwise or may not have anyone um, trying to seek them out and give them support, those who are... Uh, feeling lost, who are lost in Christ, but also people who may have just uh, had some fractures and um, fallen on hard times, so to speak. So I appreciate that you're having that as a focus for the rest of the year, Dale. Um, let me let me say, you know, we're we're talking with the audience, or I've been talking with the audience about finding contentment today. Um, I know that some some people are living in contentment, but some are searching for it, and it feels pretty elusive in our, you know, just day-to-day hectic pace. I'd love to hear what you, how you view contentment, what it means in your life. You know, in preparing for this, I, I I I did some internet searches, and in one brief definition of contentment, it suggests that contentment is a state of happiness and satisfaction. Okay. To me, con- to, to me though, contentment. You mentioned this word a few times uh, in some of the descriptions and some of the um, the way people described contentment. A mm-hmm. key word for me is peace. So the absence of anxiousness, the absence of worry, um, mm. a deep, deep inner peace. It's funny, I reflected in these last few days, uh, probably, gosh, 25 years ago, one of the very first little public talks that I ever gave in a, in a, in a Bible study was my search for inner peace. That was the name of the topic. I still have really? my notes on first Yes. Yes, and at that time I was a baby, baby, baby infant Christian, and, and and trying to figure out what does inner peace mean to me, and how to how does a person achieve inner peace? And so, hmm. I can, I've wrapped my arms around it a little bit better now. Doesn't mean that I live, you know, fully contented. But to me, mm-hmm. if we're at peace and extremely satisfied then I am content. And let me unpack that for a second. Satisfaction mm-hmm. to me and to me means not having things and not uh, living a certain way and um, um, that circumstances are okay. I am learning that that when I desire what God desires and if my mm-hmm. heart is... is, is um, is focused and geared to to God's will for my life. The more that I have a sensing and believe and 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 can rest in my in my sensing that that's my pure desire. 
mm-hmm. then 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 I feel contented, then I feel at peace, then um I am I am strong during the storms of life and things and so mm-hmm. to me that's what Paul learned to be content. I think the scripture Philippians 4:11 says uh, I have learned mm-hmm. in whatever situation I am to be content. I think he could yes. say that Linda because he surrendered his life to God. And mm-hmm. and he he surrendered his will and his choices. He he probably said every day, God have your way with me and show me your ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I am learning that when I can have that attitude, you, you talked earlier mm-hmm. about a mindset. When I can have that mindset and live mm-hmm. by that mindset, then I can be at peace. And to me, that's what contentment is. Beautiful, beautiful uh, reflection there. Audience, don't you just feel um, Dale's peace and contentment? I, I mean, I'm feeling it over the airwaves that you live in that, uh, striving and moving in the direction of desiring more of what God desires. You know, uh, one thing that came to me last night, actually, that I didn't mention when I talked about uh, releasing or letting go of the angst and, and struggles is there is quite a surrender that has to happen. Um, so I I greatly appreciate um, what you shared there. Um, I think the lack of contentment... I'm sorry, go ahead, Dale. No, I interrupted you. Go ahead. I just finished that and let me comment. Yeah. I was just going to say it's it's the lack of contentment comes from holding these things that have bothered us or the the struggle or the angst, some with a common theme throughout our lives, that we are holding and wrestling with those things instead of letting them go and surrendering, um, shifting our focus away from those things as the main things going on in our lives. Mm-hmm. So go ahead with your thought. <laughs> I don't want to mislead you or the audience. It, I, I don't. I haven't arrived at at living in contentment that the way Paul seemingly did. Um, but that's mm-hmm. the desire of my heart. And so I think when we, a big part of this is, I, I think that's a key secret to mm-hmm. to living in contentment. And so. You know, it doesn't mean that we're always able to do that, and I'm always able to right. be contented, but I believe I know the secret to being content according to God's mm-hmm. biblical truths. And and so mm-hmm. by by knowing, I believe, truth there as it relates to intentment, it, it gives me a roadmap on how to go about uh, tasting a bit of contentment anyway. Yes, yes, I hear you. Um, you know, I I think the real juncture is ha- being able to have peace and contentment when we've faced or when we are facing major life trials. And I always like to give the guest an opportunity to 
tell the audience about a season, um, a current season or a past season, when you've walked through a storm in your life, you know, how you persevered, and in light of, as you just shared, you're not always at contentment, but that's what you're seeking. Um, would Would you share a time when you've walked through, you know, major challenge or difficulty and how you persevered through it? Be happy to, Linda. You know, I reached into into one of the documents that I wrote. It was actually the, it was a, an article I wrote in the Charlotte Weekly kind of newspaper. Um, I've got it here in front of me. It's dated June the 29th, 2007. And the title, mm. interestingly enough, of this short article is Faith is an Anchor in Health Storm. So, in 2006, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Um, okay. I'm hearing some background noise there. It's gone. Can you hear me okay, Linda? Okay. Uh-huh. I hear you fine. Yeah. Okay. And basically, in 2006, with that diagnosis of prostate cancer, it really, um, I really had a choice to make. How am I going to handle this, right? Mm-hmm. And my choice was to lean into God and to his promises and to turn to him for strength. Um, uh, three weeks before I was to have a, an elected prostatectomy to remove my prostate because the cancer cells were seemingly pretty close to the edge of the prostate, and we didn't want them to spread. Three weeks Mm -hmm. before um, my surgery time, I I had what I thought to be an extreme case of laryngitis. Well, I was referred Mm -hmm. to an ENT specialist, and I learned that I had a paralyzed vocal cord. And um, undoubtedly, in my opinion, the stress associated with this diagnosis of prostate cancer probably contributed to stressors. And and I I like to say nothing happens in isolation, spirit, Mm -hmm. mind, and body. Mm -hmm. So my my mind and my spirit was probably troubled by the prostate cancer to some degree, Mm -hmm. and and it manifested in some paralyzed vocal cords. So during that time, I I was able to make a choice, and I chose – um, actually, you know, before this health storm came into my life, I had chosen, you know, I'm going to turn to God to manage the stressors of my life. And so um, that's what I did. I'd, I'd love to read you this short uh, two or three that's sentences of a, of, of a blog that I uh, that I uh, a blog post that I did on this topic. It, it reads this way: This series of events has brought me even closer to God, for sure. I've been reading more about how God heals people. I have been very intentional, there's that word intention again, about trying to be in his presence, to be as close to him as possible. It's during times like this that I have experienced the loving touch of God. I realize that I have a choice, a free will, to turn to God and be with him more or to turn away from him and try to do this on my own. 
I've chosen the first path, and I know I have been better off for it. So, you know, like a boat's anchor firmly and, you know, helps a, helps a boat stay firmly in place before a storm arises in the ocean, my faith mm-hmm. uh, was an anchor that, uh, that helped me. That reminds me of a verse in, in, in Matthew, I think, um, where Jesus talks about the importance of building on a strong foundation. You know, he yes. says, but anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the storms yes. come, basically, and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse. But he says, anyone who builds a house on solid rock, he's talking about himself, mm-hmm. even though the mm-hmm. rains and storms come, it won't collapse because it's built on a bedrock. Absolutely. So that's briefly a storm in my life. It happened to be a health storm where my faith... Um, and and it was intentional and and to me one of the lessons mm-hmm. learned was in reflecting mm-hmm. upon this is that again I had already decided you know as life beforehand beforehand as life comes at me and the stressors of life um, my faith is what I'm going to turn to and so when any storm comes because I've made a choice deep in my will beforehand that's an automatic response to the stressors and storms of life. Amen, amen. There's no there's no more proactive way to deal with what challenges come our way than to already um, be geared up in faith. <clears throat> I like that. Um, if you if you could think of Though back at that time, even given that you were already proactively leaning into the Lord and to your faith, when you had the prostate cancer diagnosis and then paralyzed vocal cords shortly thereafter, what posed the greatest challenge during that time, would you say? You know, something, Linda, this is another question that you had asked before this interview today, and, and I struggled. What's the answer to that question? Uh-huh. And, and and maybe the answer I need to give is I don't think there was a major struggle. I, I, I don't know how to okay. answer that question. And, and, and praise God, I just I yeah. trusted in him. I, I he yes. was my resource. Um I, I wasn't afraid. Um I I just leaned into him and mm. family came around me and um and you know, I just prayed his will be done and, and I was able to rest in that and, and I again praise God that I I think I can answer. Mm-hmm. I I'm not able to identify what I'm sure there were obstacles but they weren't mm-hmm. a significant obstacle that I can can I that I can speak to and relate to. Amen. Well, absolutely praise the Lord about that. Because in some cases we find just the ongoing dialogue in our head or the worry or something is 
such a challenge that, you know, we are distracted from uh, being able to lean into the Lord. So that's awesome that you did not have anything that was um, hindering your being able to just lean into your faith. Um, I, I want to ask you, uh, clearly um, audience has heard you uh, proclaim how much faith is a center in your life. I want to ask you to just say a little more overall about the difference that faith makes in your life. Gosh, where do we go with that? You know, um, (laughs) again, I think it starts with, I I can't trust a God that I don't know. Um, Well, let me back up. Um, As part of the Faith and Health Ambassador Equipping Program and the Pathway to Wholeness Program, I share a model that I uh, read about uh, that was developed from by Warren Wiersbe. It's not so much a model. It's just that his secrets for living a full life. Mm-hmm. And he said the secret to living a full life is living a life of fruit, right? Uh, having joy, okay. having peace, bringing others to salvation, um, mm-hmm. experiencing the abundant life that comes from living a a a faith-filled life. Mm-hmm. Basically, the, he said the key to having fruit is is living in God's presence, and and the Amen. key to living in God's presence and enjoying His presence and having the power and the strength and and the ability to make choices that you know provide fruit. The the secret of doing that is uh, trusting God. But we can't trust a God that we don't know, so the secret to trusting God is knowing God. And 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 the secret and, and, and in that mix is loving God. And so it starts with really knowing God and so that takes us back to if the Bible is truth, which I believe it is, and I and I hold mm-hmm. that to be my most important value, um mm-hmm. and belief, then then we turn and I turn to the truths of the Bible to guide me in, in how to live a life that that has fruit because our purpose is to glorify God in this life. And and if I can have that perspective and that mindset, then it changes everything. It it It's a filter from which I can make hopefully choices um, uh, in my life and how to respond to the stressors and storms of life. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, well, the other thing I would say to talk a little bit more about, you know, what faith looks like in my life is, mm-hmm. Linda, the last two or three years, probably the one of the key focuses of my life in terms of my faith and how I try to practice my faith and, and live out my faith is, to me, I I believe the secret to living a life that glorifies God for a Christian is to be living a life that's guided by and empowered by the Holy Spirit who lives within me. Mm-hmm. Hands down, Scripture makes that clear. The Apostle Paul in many of his uh, books of the Bible makes that clear. How do, how do we live life 
that, that glorifies God, and we can only do it by the Spirit of God that lives within us to the way that he is most fully glorified. And again, back to, you know, what I mentioned before, I think that one of the key to living a life of peace and contentment is living a life surrendered to God's ways and to him. And and one yes. of the secrets to me that I am learning and trying to um, trying to practice, I guess, is the way is is what does a surrendered life look like? Um, how do I trust that if I live a surrendered life, that that this miracle of of being indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God, uh, trusting that He will He will live through me. Paul says in his scriptures, when I am weak, I am strong. So when when I am weak, Dale Fletcher's flesh is weak and his mind, when I the more that I am able to recognize that I want to try to live life not from Dale's strengthness, but my weakness, that opens the door for the Spirit of God to live more powerfully through my life. And it's and it's actually Jesus, his power, God his power, the Holy Spirit power, he's the one that has has the power. It's not me being powerful. <laughs> it's a hard concept maybe to wrap our arms around, but it's the Spirit of God that's actually doing things and empowering me to speak the way I speak and to, and to respond to life's storms and stresses the way I respond. Amen, Dale. Christ is where the power is, and he dwells, dwells in the form of the Holy Spirit and those of us who have accepted him. You you know, you've uh, hit some really powerful points um, with regard to this discussion on contentment and that leaning in, that leaning into the Lord. And I I wrote down your your note on, you know, we can't trust a God we don't know. So trusting him is is first beginning with knowing him. Um, Thank you. Thank you for being so open and and just letting us see how you are living, how you are striving to live. I believe it's giving our listeners quite a bit to reflect upon. So now to our listeners, I want to give you a chance to join our conversation. How are you finding contentment in your life? Um, or you may want to talk about what's going on that feels like an impossible situation to you right now. We are here to listen and support you. So right now, I invite you to call into the show. Dale and I would love to hear from you. To join us with your comments or questions, call us at one six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. That's one six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. I'm going to ask you some more questions, uh, Dale, as we wait to see if we have any callers. Um, you you referenced the uh, scripture in Philippians earlier, and many are familiar with this scripture, um, Philippians four twelve. Verses 12 and 13 says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. 
I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Would you just uh, say what comes to mind, uh, Dale, when you think of that scripture? Well, Linda, I, you know, I guess I would maybe reiterate the comments that I made before. When I when I read that scripture, um, it's not me living life. I mean, that's my desire is to have the Holy Spirit be the strength. He mm-hmm. takes control. It, it's it's a it's um it's a mystery how that happens, right? Um, Jesus says, you know, remain in me. For apart from me, you can do nothing, no thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. nothing worth value in God's kingdom can be done unless we stay connected to Jesus and Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God the Father. They're one. They're they're God. So. Um, to me, the secret of it is going to Jesus and and come to me. And Matthew's eleven twenty eight through thirty says, you know, if you're heavy burdened, if you are weary, come to me. I will give you rest. Yes. Um, and so the more I recognize and am aware of my connection to to Jesus, my my belief that the Holy Spirit will empower me um, and mm-hmm. and remain in that mindset and that attitude of trusting uh, and surrender, that opens the door for the Holy Spirit's power to be power in my life. Um, mm-hmm. To be manifested, huh? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so mm-hmm. this attitude of surrender, the attitude of mindset, just ha- just trusting that God's in control and I'm not, that I- as long as I can maintain that attitude, and that's not easy. I'm not saying that I've perfected mm-hmm. this, but but mm-hmm. the truth of the Bible, some of the truths that I've shared here through these scriptures, that's the goal, and those are the secrets to living a life of contentment. Um, and I think the the more we desire to... To live that kind of a lifestyle, the more sensitive it, God makes our spirit to the Holy Spirit, uh, the more mm. surrendered that he enables us to be. Um, and uh, and again, it's all about perspective, I think, that um, mm. um, and the choices that we can continually make. I, I've heard it said that we make 10,000 choices a day. I mean, my goodness, the yes. words I'm speaking right now, to some degree, I'm choosing what words that I'm saying. But um, mm-hmm. there are a lot, there's lots of opportunities that we have to make choices. And and the mm-hmm. more that our mind is directed towards God and his truths and his ways, and the more surrendered that we are, it just opens the door for for Jesus's um, power, um, the Holy Spirit's power uh, to um, to be um, uh, the force, if you will, that uh, mm-hmm. determines the choices that we make and the words that we speak. 
Amen. Amen, Dale. We have a caller on the line. Caller at 715 area code 416 prefix. Press 1 and you're on live with us. Hello? Yes. Hi. Go right ahead. <laughs> um, I have got, I am a certified health coach. And oh. Yeah. I have always been interested in health and I've been going more and more into the Bible and everything Dale said and you've said is a part of my heart. Actually, a couple of years ago, the Lord told me one afternoon, sitting in my room at the computer, he wanted me to become a health coach. I'm like, what is a health coach? You know? <laughs> and then he also told me to get my passport, which I have not obeyed on, and I am working on it now. So I don't know what that's okay. about. But I have put off health coaching, actually, because I wanted to bring the Christian aspect into it. I wanted it to, because it is important you know, that you have it, you know, your heart and your mind and your soul. Everything works together, you know. Amen. And I um, have looked at the school and then uh, I I think of things of God's gifts when something appears like this came on my computer and it's like, okay, this is a gift I need to listen to. <laughs> so I'm wondering. Oh, okay. <laughs> I Go feel ahead. like little gifts from God. Anyway, um, yes. He said in two days the schooling starts, and is it and it's online, correct? Are you referring? And tell me your name, please. Vicky. Yeah. My name Vicky. is Vicky. Yeah, Vicky. Okay, Vicky. Uh, nice to speak with you. Um, the Faith and Health Ambassador course is is the kind of the train the trainer course that that mm-hmm. teaches these forty two biblical principles for health and well being and um, and it. it it guides people through the Pathway to Wholeness uh, Bible study content, and they experience that. Yes, that that course begins on Thursday night. Um, um, and, again, that's not the Christian coach, uh, professional life coach course that Janice uh, uh, leads. Right. I'm sure that we're, we're mm-hmm. talking about the course that you're referring to. Yes. Uh, well, I was thinking probably the health one due to the fact I've already got my certification in the health. Now I want to put the biblical teachings with it. Yes. And is that what you would recommend, the ambassador course then? Yes. Yep, it sounds like it. If you have the competencies of coaching competencies and your arms are wrapped around that a little bit, the um, the uh, out of the ten, actually out of the ten um Sessions of of this program, the Pathway to Wholeness program. Eight of those ten sessions deal with biblical truths and spiritual kind of health related issues as it as it relates to a person's physical health and well being. Uh, Vicky, if if you would like what? to contact me, you know, offline, I may be happy to answer other questions you have. But uh, I don't know yeah. if it's practical. I don't know if it's practical for you to join this class uh, that begins in two days we can we can talk a little bit more in detail about what that would entail to get you up to speed and actually uh, to be able to be a participant in this program i'm not sure it's realistic but we can explore that uh, more sure more, yes more further with Vicky, I, can, 
I have yes. your number, and I will connect to you and Dale after the show, okay? I also want to confirm exactly peace, contentment. It's laying down your life. I love this quote I, I want to just say. It's um, let go, lay it down, and leave it. That's mm-hmm. one of the most important things is to leave it, not go back and pick it up again. Yes. That's very important and something I've been really working on. So I did want to share that. Okay, um, I thank you. And you continue with your program. I'm really enjoying it. I am so glad you were able to tune in, and I will touch base with you after the broadcast with Dale's contact info, okay? Okay, thank you so much. God bless you. Thanks, Vicki. God bless. Thanks for Bye. calling in. Mm-hmm. Bye. Um, you know, Dale, uh, it's really interesting that um, you, I think you exemplified that tie between your health, your well-being, your your sense of wholeness to a large degree with uh, the tie to living the biblical truth. I love that. And it sounds to me like the caller, that really resonated with our caller as well. Um, let me just give out the number again if there's anyone else who'd like to get in on our conversation. Please call us at one six four six. Seven one six nine three nine seven. We are uh, welcoming anyone who has another comment or question. <clears throat> While we're waiting, Dale, I I definitely want to ask you. You know, we are speaking as believers in Jesus Christ. You and I. Um, what if you were sitting down with one of our listeners, who says to you? I'm not a person of faith. I don't even know how to begin to have faith in Christ. You know, I want contentment in my life. I'm, I've tried everything. I just don't know how to begin a relationship with Christ. What would you tell them? I think, I mean, I would say a few things. I, I would say one thing is that my experience is that life is life is tough. Life is messy. <laughs> life is full of stressors. Um, it, it's that way because Adam and Eve sinned thousands of years mm-hmm. ago, and, uh, and 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 because of that, we live in a world that just has turned upside down and um, in all aspects. And so, life is tough and. Um, the only way, and, and God designed us, spirit, soul, and body. He created us in such a marvelous way that um, to to even have a, any kind of hope of, of living life the way he wants us to live and the experience life that he wants us to live, he has to be part of it. Our creator has to be part of it. Um mm. We, when I talk about spirit, mind, body, health, and you know, I would say to the individual that 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 God created us as a spirit, and and He has given us a personality and a soul, and a mind, will, and emotions, and we mm-hmm. live we live out that personality and in, in in a physical body, but at the core we are spirits, and we have spiritual needs. 
And some of the greatest spiritual needs we have are uh, to be loved, to be um, accepted, to have mm-hmm. a sense of worth, to have a sense of peace. You know, you know, many of you know, like that caller said, uh, peace. Um, Mm-hmm. And, and 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 the only way we can have true deep peace is is to know the the God who created us who is the giver of peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so life is life is too tough to live without being in a relationship with the Creator who who created us each. And um, and I, my prayers for an individual would be that. Allow yourself to be humbled. Allow yourself mm-hmm. to be broken to the point that you recognize you're not able to live life and to meet your needs and to have the peace that you desire apart from receiving that from the God of the Bible. And Jesus, and, and we can't, and the Bible makes it clear, we can't make we can't have that peace. We can't know the God of the Bible without believing that Jesus died so that we can have a relationship. The Bible makes mm-hmm. it clear. He says, Jesus says, I am the only way to the Father. And so the our creator, way. the God of the Bible, comes through believing that Jesus died so that we can have a relationship with the God of the Bible. So mm-hmm. it starts there, recognizing our deep um, brokenness, and that that we can't we can't patch up our relationship issues, we can't patch up our addictions, we can't patch up our deep desire for understanding our life purpose unless mm-hmm. we do it uh, through a relationship with God. Amen. Amen. Well, well said. Audience, I hope and, and, any of and, you out there listening. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dale. That's. I, mean, I was going to say, you know, for up, you know, kind of, if if people desire, you know, to have a conversation with me about what that would look like in their own life based upon mm-hmm. their life circumstances, they are welcome to go to the Faith and Health Connection Ministry website, faithandhealthconnection.org. And uh, okay. use the contact page to to send me a brief message, and I'll be more than happy to return an email or to place a phone call so that we could have a more complete dialogue about what it looks like to knowing the peace of God. Oh, wonderful, Dale. I, I was about to say, audience, um, begin where you are and reach out. Just reach out. Any believer who you reach out to is going to be willing to help um, help you to learn. You can take baby steps toward Christ. Okay, you have Dale's contact information, and the slides on the screen has my contact information as well. And I I welcome your reaching out. Um, Dale, I uh, I just. I'm full of nuggets for my own life, and I, I believe our audience would uh, share likewise that the way you have described um, the secret to contentment is 
moving in the direction of living where the Holy Spirit that would drop with, that resides in us is what's seen and we are minimized in our frail human state. I love that. I mean, that really gives me a blessing. Um, so thank you. Thank you very much for that. You're welcome. As we wind... As we wind up our time together, oh, we have another caller. As a matter of fact, it's my favorite caller. <laughs> caller at 703-877-prefix. Go ahead with your comment or question. <laughs> okay, good afternoon. Hello. Hello, Dale. Hello, good afternoon, Dale. I think I recognize this must be a gentleman <laughs> called Spike. <laughs> this is he. This is he. This is he. I was trying to wait for, for all the, you know, other callers to call in before I called in. I always want to give others an opportunity to uh, join um, Coach Linda's show and uh, to talk with her and, and the guests. And and uh, I know that uh, time is running, so I said, let me try to get in before the last minute is up. And it's a pleasure to talk to you again. Good to talk with you, Spike. I am. I am just just full of of you know the the nuggets that you shared today, as Linda said, some very very mm-hmm. poignant uh, you know and insightful nuggets uh, about not only our faith but our health as well. And one of the things mm-hmm. that uh, that really hit me was uh, you know um, about five six years after you were diagnosed with prostate cancer, I was also diagnosed with the same and. And I had been, I had been um, uh, a health, a fitness uh, guru nut for a long time. You know, as a second career, as a personal fitness trainer for a while, and you know, I'd been a marathon runner, a fitness um, uh, aerobics instructor, and all of that. And you know, when I was diagnosed, I remember Linda and I sitting in the um, in the doctor's office, the urologist's office that day, and he said to me, yes, you have been diagnosed with prostate cancer. I said, no, no, not me, no, not me. And then I realized, you know, when God hit me across the head and said, yeah, this can happen to you too, and I'm going to see mm-hmm. how you're going to run this race, I'm going to see how you're mm-hmm. going to operate in this test. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had to do as you did. I had to lean into God and and, you know, it just, just brought me closer to him. And after a while, you know, I, I was fine with, 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 you know, taking this, this test and, and, and operating in it so that guy could see that I could run it well and, and, and come out well because I knew that the victory was won. I just had to, to run in the test. And, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. hopeful that he was pleased the way that I, that I ran through it and so forth. So thank you for, uh, again, for being on the show with Coach Linda today and, and giving such, such wonderful nuggets. Uh, another thing that you said when you were talking about your core values that, uh, that stood out to me, um, it, it, I, I think as a parent, it is just so wonderful to have your child say to you that I choose to believe that the Bible is true. Oh man, mm-hmm. that that is very powerful, a very powerful mm-hmm. thing for a parent to hear. Thank thank you for 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 sharing that with us. And, and again, God bless you, and 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 uh, we'll be talking to you soon. And 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 blessings to your bride as well. Thanks, Spike. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank okay, you, thank you, Coach Linda. All right, bye. Um, Dale. 
our time is almost up. I want to um, just before we before we close, I'd love to hear maybe just in a, a short summation, um, what story do you want your life to tell? I have a hunch from the things that you share, but just <laughs> tell our audience and me, what story do you want your life to tell? You know, I, before I even answer, I'm going to say I, I'm going to paint a picture here of what I'd like it to tell. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm there, but this is the desire of my mm-hmm. heart because I, I'm a work in progress. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would love for people to look at my life and the story of my life to say he's a man that loved God. He's mm-hmm. a man that desired to live life in a way that brought glory to God. He, he, his story of his life uh, demonstrated that he understood that the way to glorify God most would be to live by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because mm-hmm. then, if I if I do that, then my life will have a lot of fruit in it. It will it will bring a lot of glory to God. Um, mm-hmm. So um, I hope that the story of my life would show that I loved others um, in ways that were um, practical and tangible and made a difference in their life. Um, I hope that the story of my life would show that I responded to the stressors of life um, in ways that were healthy, in ways that were biblical, in ways, again, mm-hmm. um, that brought honor to God. And maybe the last thing, you know, is, and, you know, I've reflected on the lesson learned with that health challenge that I shared. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what I was reminded of is that when our responses have an opportunity to demonstrate um, a strong belief in God and a trust in God in a way that provides hope and encouragement to others. You know, it's funny that I documented that um, as as one of my bullet points of lessons learned. And, and, and the goal of your show, uh, show here is to provide hope and encouragement to others, to your listeners. And so yes. if I can provide hope and encouragement the way I live my life, then then God is glorified through that. Yes, he is. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Dale, for being my guest today. It has it's been a rich blessing just for all that you've shared, um, how transparent you've been. I pray that this broadcast today will result in someone making inspired choices in their lives. It's just been a blessing. And it's been a blessing for me to be with you and, and your listeners. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Before I close today, I just want to say um, for all of our listeners who are seeking, who are searching for, trying to find contentment, I I hope you have some things to um, work toward today. 
I hope there are nuggets that you take away that will bring you closer in relationship with our Lord and Savior where you will have, no matter what circumstance or situation, where you will be able to have true contentment. Ladies out there, I am super excited to say my pilot women's group, which I mentioned in the last broadcast, is ready to go, and it will launch at the end of this month. It's called Six Steps to Self-Renewal. You will have the opportunity to go through six weeks, uh, weekly meetings with me and other women in a small group where you will be able to not only have coaching, but have the support of the other participants so that you can release your fears, regain your strength, and renew your life. You can sign up or get more information by by emailing me at lsj.clc at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you soon. The first three women who sign up will get a special uh, treat. Lastly, plan to join me for my next show on May 16th right here at 12 noon when my guest will be Ms. Rochella Marival as we honor and celebrate mothers. Until next time, stay blessed. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.